speak the truth, right? So um, Texas has been very lackluster lately. Um, so being a playoff race, I'm not sure we're indicative of that. I've actually seen a lot of people say it shouldn't be on the calendar, period. Um, all of us drivers would highly, highly, highly not want it to be reconfigured again into a Atlanta-style racetrack, but I hear rumblings that's where it's heading. So that wouldn't be fun. But, um, yeah, I mean, just I think the heat, if you just strictly talk about weather and the heat and stuff like that, look, I give NASCAR fans all the credit in the world because they are a damn strong bunch and they are passionate and they are loving to our sport as much as we want them to be. But to sit out in 100-degree heat in aluminum grandstands, I'm not paying to do I'm not paying to do that. I'm getting paid to do that. So, so uh, I give them credit where credit's due. That, that's what it's all about. I mean, you can talk about TV and everything else, but it's all about putting people in the grandstands. If we have empty crowds, we're not going to be on TV. So um, get people in the stands. And Make then, it easier for them. And then that kind of went into my second question of, since drivers may not want this as a play update, is there like other – is it – there's, are there certain tracks where it's like, this should be on the playoffs, this should not be, or is it relatively interchangeable with the tracks that are currently there? No, I think it's, I think it's interchangeable. Uh, I think we've all kind of talked about how Phoenix needs to move around and not be the final race every year, right? So for me to say what racetrack should be in the final 10, I, I'm not going to pick because I, I really don't care. I, I think it's just a matter of what works and, and what tracks you kind of need and what mixture you need to be in there. You need some intermediates. You need some a super speedway, a road course. You know, you need some of that stuff. So you need some var variable uh, or variety, I should say. Um, so, yeah, um, I wouldn't pick necessarily. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And we'll go to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, in, in talking about Brexit and what you've seen with, with, with young kids racing, I'm curious, you first started racing at 13, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. um, and you look at how many more kids are racing at a younger age. What do you see in that sense? And <clears throat> if, if you were starting at 13 now, could you have moved up the ranks like you did? Is it is there still that place for, for somebody who comes in late? Or is it, hey, if you're not racing by 7, 9, 10 years old, in most cases you're not going to be able to make it because you just don't have the laps? No, I think William Byron bunks that, right? So uh, I mean, that's only been in the last – I mean, that was 10 years ago, so. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, he was – yeah, he started at 13, I believe, in, in – Legends cars or something like that, and so he was a late start, kind of kind of like me. Um, you know, you asked Joey Logano, and he says that he wouldn't start his kid young. So uh, I think there was somebody that wrote something with what he said. But um, honestly, I think if your kids want to do it and they want to just go out there and have fun, and you don't push them too hard early on, then let them go do it. And uh, that's what we did with Brax. I was pushy on them to get them better than what we were when we first started. But um, honestly, I think everything that we've done, man, he's he's come so far, and so and and has been a really good listener and, and his growth of, of how fast he's been and all the different things that he drives has been really cool to watch. So it's only going to get tougher as you get older. You know, the racing against, kids racing against kids, yeah, like if your kid's really, really good, they're going to win a lot like, like we do. But as we get older and as we start getting into other classes, like he's going to be, I mean, right now, who he's eight years old racing against 16-year-olds in Bandoleros, you know. So, um it's it's only going to get tougher as you get higher the competition the cars everything but um you know i think i think 10 11 12 you could probably get started around that age and still make it i, I don't see a problem in that obviously money and a name is going to take you there a lot faster than being a nobody with no money um that's just a fact um so i think that 
there's a lot of drivers out there that I get to see racing with Brex that do have potential and could make it someday. Just a matter is uh, if they'll ever get seen and, and picked up. And, and you referenced the heat earlier. Is there is there a point where it's too hot to compete? Uh, and and are there any extra precautions you take for a weekend like this? I I don't know how to answer that question. Um, I don't know if there's ever too hot, but we like Gateway this year. I think we saw a couple people in the grandstands had to be taken out of the grandstands because it was too hot. They got heat stroke or something. So. I think we saw that the first year at Gateway. I think it was 98, 99 degrees, and the track was coming apart and everything else. People were falling out of the grandstands, you know. And um, it's, uh, heat is a, sometimes a dangerous thing, right? I mean, these cars are really hot. We're in, we're in 140, 150-degree cockpit temps, and so uh, it gets warm out there for sure, but you've got to be conditioned for it for us um, to withstand that, and a lot of us are. And so I feel like our bodies are more accustomed to that than um, – some others. Mm -hmm. We'll take one final question from Rob. Rob Tiansen from thepodiumfinish.net. Kyle, how would you perceive your career evolution in the past 20 years in terms of what you've experienced both as a person and driver? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait for my book. <laughs> I am not writing a book. Um, I don't know, just everything, right? Just learning and growth and growing and figuring things out, whether it's in life on the racetrack, working, work ethic, professionalism, all that sort of stuff. I, look, I'm no professional anyways at, at speaking, so uh, hard for me to say exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've done a lot of really cool things and been fortunate in the positions I've been in and had a lot of great experiences and, and have won a lot of races, won a lot of championships, and, and it's been amazing. But, um, you know, to me, I feel like, you know, since having a family and things like that, it's been really fun on that, that front to kind of learn and see perspective from a different set of eyes. And um, that's also been probably really, really cool with my growth and, and where I've become the last few years. So just excited for the future still of what, what's ahead. Um, um, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of dumb stuff in the past. You learn from those and you try to better yourself forward, and I feel like a lot of that's all happened. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been fun to uh, come out to Texas a little early, have some dirt track action out on the backstretch there with uh, Thursday night and, uh, and last night as well, too. Unfortunately, um, you know, we didn't have a good night last night. Brexton, something in the engine quit running and shut them off, but um, we won the first night, so uh, that gives us decent starting spot for, uh, for him for tonight, but uh, could have been a lot better, so wish we were able to finish yesterday, but... Um, and then as far as Texas here goes with, um, you know, the new reconfiguration a couple years ago, uh, it really changed the dynamic of Texas a lot over how you drive it and what you do to get around here and what makes it fast. Um, it's really tricky in, in turns one and two and knowing where to lift and how much arc to arc out the corner, got to get down to the bottom, you know, and then how soon do you get back to the throttle to drive up off the corner and clear the wall on exit. So there's just a lot of different variables down there. But, um, you know, three and four is, is still old. Texas per se, um, you know, just a little bit more action down there with the bumps and such, uh, especially with this new car. It doesn't, you know, you run lower to the ground anyways, you run stiffer, so it it, it already kind of reacts to those bumps a lot more than the old car did. But um, yeah, just trying to be as fast as you can. You want to try to make that, that turn two exit back to that turn one entry as long of a straightaway as you can and stay in the gas in three and four as much as you can. We'll go over here to the right and then we'll go to Bob. Kyle, Cameron Richardson, NASCAR.com. 
uh, next year, uh, last Sunday, NASCAR announced that the Mexico Series is going to join you guys at the Clash next year. So just how important is it to have that crossover with an international series to showcase, you know, one of those series that, you know, you guys don't really have that crossover with on a weekly basis? Yeah, no, I think that's cool. I think we had a little bit of that crossover a couple of years ago at Phoenix. They were there. But, um, you know, other than that, yeah, we haven't seen much of the uh, Mexico series. So um, that'll be cool. I know Daniel Suarez spent a lot of time there in that series. I know there's a few other drivers um, that are coming up through the ranks that have been in that series. One of those guys at Rev Racing with um, uh, Max Siegel's team in the ARCA series. And then also, um, you know, Max Gutierrez, I think is his name, is another one that's there. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's some names, notable names that, that I've heard of that have come through there. So um, it'd be nice to get them some more recognition um, on a bigger stage. We'll go to Bob. Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. I had a couple. How do you feel about this round in the sense of, like, I look at your stats and, you know, you won Talladega, <laughs> but, you know, plate races are plate races, road courses, you've been up and down. Like, do you have any clue on whether you're going to be good in this round or not? Are you looking for your fantasy picks? No, I'm trying to. I know. You don't pick Kyle ever. You stay totally away from Kyle. Um, we all pay attention to Bob. Bob, just don't worry. Um, realistically, I mean, I have no clue. Um, I, I have high confidence here just based off of how the eight car was here last year, uh, how the 24 car was here last year. So we based most of our stuff off of that. Um, just kind of jump in and, and go and, and hopefully it's good and it's fast and it's where we need it to be. And then, um, you know, the Talladega, it's a crapshoot. It's, it's luck. I mean, I go read my post-race presser. I can't tell you that how many times I probably said we just got lucky today. You know what I mean? So. Uh, and then the, the Roval, yeah, I mean, last year I ran third there. There was a tire strategy at the end. We took tires. We were able to make it work for us. Um, and I feel like our road course program this year has been strong. Um, our results at Watkins Glen weren't indicative of that because of the coming to pit road, the light turning on, having to go back out, cycling to the back, not being able to pass as well as you want to come back up through. So um, just, yeah, lots of stuff. So I, I would like to think that um, just – normal races and normal circumstances, we, we can make it through this round. And is there any different feeling for you just in these playoffs so far compared to, you know, when you were at Gibbs, I think everybody expected you to challenge year in, year out. And here, a lot of questions going in the year, still maybe some questions about where this organization is at. Is there any different, I don't know, I don't want to say pressure, but different feeling or aura about this playoff run versus others? Um, yeah, I mean, to your point, just you know, the, the pressure's always there as a JGR or HMS guy. Like, you're you're expected to, to transfer through, make it through, be a, in contention for the final four spots. And so probably where I'm at, um, you know, you're, you're – I think round of 16, a lot of people had us out. Um, you know, and so round of 12, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that probably have us out in the round of 12. But honestly, uh, man, it's just as simple as winning at Texas and winning at Vegas and you're going to Phoenix. You know what I mean? So um, that's all we can really focus on right now is what's in front of us. And this weekend is Texas. And – We'll go out here with um, hot and sunny and go get the most we can. We'll go to Jerry. Jerry Jordan, King of the Tires.net. I picked you on a podcast earlier this week. <laughs> Along Bob's question line, though, with uh, being at, at RCR and this looking back on the season where you're at, did you expect the success and the things that have gone your way so far this year um, with, with, the, with the 18? I would not have expected as, as – good as we fired off, um, you know, almost winning the Clash, almost winning Daytona, winning Fontana. Uh, I felt like that was a really, really good kick in the pants. And, um, 
just an awesome feeling to be able to come over to a new team, new organization, and have an opportunity to go out there and run that well, run that strong. And there's been a lot of ups and downs since then. Um, you know, we, we won convincingly at, uh, at Gateway. We got lucky and won at Talladega. So we've got three wins on the year, which is great. Um, but there's been a lot of races where we've had top five cars and we've been something happened and not get a chance to show that. And then there's been races where we haven't had top five cars and we finished top five, you know, because we just stretched it out or made a pit call or something like that to get uh, some spots. So um, I, I, <laughs> I feel like everybody's kind of that way, though. You know, there's just so many, so much variable and difference that you really don't control your own destiny with this car as much as you used to. Um, and so I, I think that um, it's a lot more equal. There's a lot more parity. So when you do get drugged down, it's hard to make your way back up that ladder. Um, and it's getting increasingly more difficult as guys figure this thing out. And I didn't get to, I didn't get to talk to you much uh, for any length of time after the uh, announcement by Kurt. But can you, can you talk about Kurt's retirement, his plans, you know, his, his outlook and how he's been since making that announcement? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, he's been so busy I haven't seen him a whole lot so um you know I feel like it was a burden kind of weighing on him a lot of people always asking him you know it's like um you know when you first get married it's like people asking you when you're gonna have kids you know what I mean so it's like everybody asking Kurt well when are you gonna get back in the car when are you gonna get back in the car so you just kind of got to get it out there and make that announcement and um and you know I feel like that was a weight off of his shoulders I feel like he's a bit more you know lax now that he can try to figure out what his next steps are, what he wants to do. I think he talked about that, going and running some different forms of, of racing and not long 500-mile events like the NASCAR Cup Series is. But, um, you know, also his um, dedication to his teams, all the teams that he's always been with, and, and now being with 2311, he, he works within there and, and does a lot of consulting stuff and whatnot. So it's good for him to have something to do. Um, but he's got some sponsor stuff that he always takes care of as well. So, um, yeah, he's just busy. He's just... Living what he can right now, probably just trying to collect a check. We'll go right in the middle here. Kyle Dalton with Sportscasting. So, uh, Kyle, back in January at the Coda Tire Test, you were asked about your persona coming over to Richard Childress. And if you'll recall, you said you wore the black hat for a reason. There needs to be excitement on and off the track. This year, you're hearing cheers instead of jeers. Um, Denny Hamlin's now the villain. So I'm just curious... Is villainhood in your rear view? What, what, what do you make of all of this change this year of you not being receiving so many boos? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure I can put myself right back into that category real easy. Um, you know, it only takes something spectacular to do. Uh, but the, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's different, right? Um, I don't know that I've ever been in this spot because when I first came into this sport and was here and getting in. My brother had made a lot of enemies uh, both on and off the racetrack. And so I was kind of thrown into that right off the bat. But, um, you know, it's been good to um, to just kind of get a different light or be in a different light. And, um, you know, it's been fun over at RCR. And a lot of people have just kind of told me how much um, excitement there is around that and me being a part of the, the, the eight car and, and with RCR and everybody over there. So, um, yeah, just keep rolling with it. Um, you know, when you're in that spot like I was, and I guess Denny is, uh, you, you got to do what Denny's doing. I mean, it's perfect. you got to play with it and just go with it and roll with it and egg him on. I mean, I did it. I can't tell. There were so many quotes in the years past when I was talking about Junior Nation and other stuff, you know. And trust me, you're never going to win those battles. They're, they're hard, 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 hard to win. But um, it's, it's still like I guess, I guess it makes you feel better inside. It makes you feel bigger to – 
to uh, to say stuff like that, but it's fun to watch. We'll go up here in the front. Uh, Jeff Watkins with Race Week. Uh, just to kind of go back to the Kurt question, you know, him retiring was definitely the end of an era that was kind of, you know, unfortunately brought on by a serious concussion. You know, as his brother, was that hard on you to see him have to retire kind of because of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it certainly would have been a lot harder if it was earlier in his career, um, given that his career would have been per se cut short. Um, but he was into the last year and a half of what his projected timeline was. So um, not that I don't feel bad that he wasn't able to carry it out as he wanted to. I do. Um, I just think that, you know, when it happened, it, it wasn't as big as it could have been, right? So um, fortunately, he's okay. Like, he's, he's doing well. He's doing fine. Uh, he can live and, and operate in normal day, normal life situations accordingly. So um, that's all great. It's just the, the physical um, state that it takes to be a, a race car driver and the stresses and things like that that you go through that um, he seems to be still recovering from and having some lingering issues with. But um, I'll let him talk more on his health than me. So uh, I'm not throwing out any client privilege information.